Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. everybody and welcome to ginger on ginger the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word phrase or concept and then discuss it through their gingery lens i'm jacob godby i'm christabel lynn not ginger yeah not ginger and i'm alex tate i couldn't be here this week because i had life stuff to do so jacob's not busy at all so i figured he could handle it (laughs) that's right alex i can handle it here's our ad for this week Today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While we are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com. That's T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y, the cool way to spell it, dot com. So your wall will never be boring again. I was actually looking forward to seeing what Alex looked like because the whole premise of this podcast is your looks. That he has red hair as well. Yeah, no, he is mysterious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, his computer was broken for a long time before he got a new one. And so for about 16 episodes, I didn't get to see his face. (laughs) But uh, yeah, welcome, Christabel. You are great. Uh, Christabel is one of my friends from Austin. We met at an improv class. We are in the comedy troupe Big Sub Energy together. And Christabel is also a great musician. She's a monster on the violin. And the closest... A friend I have to being a crazy cat lady. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I actually recently made a quarantine decision and got a dog. So now I'm just balance it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just an extreme animal hoarder now. Yeah. That's cool. Do you think uh, (laughs) you have me picturing like an episode of hoarders now, and like we just gotta bust these animals loose? Yeah, (laughs) that it's not unfeasible. I mean, there are like 18 animals in this house at this point. But you take good care of them. I remember. The uh, first time I ever went over to your place, you were like, oh, come check out the chickens in the backyard. And then there were chickens and then there were chicks. And then you were like, also, we have bunnies. And then there's also there's cats. And now you have dogs. And I'm just, uh, I'm always, there's always something new when I come over. Yeah. Just to clarify, 18, oh, sorry, 11 of those animals are are chickens. So it's not as insane as it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) 18 different species. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Well, well, how are you? Oh, sorry. No, go. I'm good. I'm I'm working still. And uh, some mornings it's tough to just like get out of bed. And how are you? <laughs> I'm good. You know, I am. Um, you know, when I first came to the States, I realized that how are you is not a real question. You know, where I come from, you, you genuinely answer it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it really threw me off when you know, the answer to, hi, how are you, was always, good, how are you? Right, yeah. Uh, and if someone says they're not good, you're like, oh, I know, I don't actually care. <laughs> or, Please don't tell me that you're not doing bad. I don't want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, it's like people didn't know what to do with it. They're like, oh, shit. Um, oh, oh, she answered the question. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I like doing that. Uh, I've done that a couple times to my boss at work. How are you? And I'm like, not good. And she's like, why? Like she gets really empathetic. I'm like, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but now you're all vulnerable and that's not cool. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, we don't want any openings here. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> where did you come to the States from? From Austria. By Well, okay, I'm from New Zealand, but um, as you may hear, I... I'm not German or Austrian. <laughs> right. I actually did not know that you moved from Austria. I knew you were from New Zealand. Yeah. I guess I don't talk about this part of my life very much. <laughs> I feel like the early 20s can be kind of rough. Um, and, you know, part of it's like pretty blotted out from my memory, <laughs> especially since Vienna in particular is kind of a depressing place. It's um, it's very dark. It's got this like constant mist oh. for like months hovering over it and oh. um, people talk about it being in a physical depression like below sea level or I'm, I don't know what the fact on that is but it's it's low and um, yeah it just it feels it feels kind of low too huh I didn't know that they had like a mist and that's fascinating I mean it's very aesthetically pleasing in a lot of ways like um, like cigarette smoke and bars and like you know stained curtains of like centuries of I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Fullery. Yeah. No, that sounds cool, but it also does sound uh, like it could be exhausting to live in. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, um, it's great for an artist. <laughs> right. You, kind of... you were going to school over there, right? Yeah. And then I kind of just fucked around for a bit. <laughs> um, cheap rent, you know, fun, f going to bars every night. Um, it's like a red wine is like $2 a glass there. What? So you just go like downstairs, there's probably a bar down there. It's, yeah, it's a very compact city and, um, just a lot of people in a small, small, small area. So. Yeah. And yeah, you've fun. come to Austin, the king of spread out American cities. Yeah. I, I like it. I like a little spread, you know, a little, little sprawl. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Cause I came, I moved here from Los Angeles and uh, that is even, that's not even that densely populated compared to a lot of European cities, but Austin still is just like, my mind was able to expand and to see some open fields was just like, Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It feels, Austin feels a lot like Auckland, which is my hometown. Um, and that, I don't know, it's kind of green and, um, there's a lot of culture happening and good food and yeah, it's, I feel a lot more at home here <laughs> than in Austria. That's cool. That's yeah. great. I honestly, New Zealand is possibly the, it's in my top five countries that I want to visit and we've discussed it. Yeah. J Jacob keeps, keeps, keeps I'm asking sorry. me to get married. It's okay. <laughs> I keep propositioning you. I'm like, please, they don't have COVID over there. <laughs> just like, <laughs> let me come as soon as we get off the plane. You don't have to see me again. I, I just need, just need some citizenship is all. Just need some, just need a little citizenship. Yeah, that's you know, speaking it. Of, Speaking of a little citizenship, um, I've been watching 90 Day Fiance for the first Ooh. time. It is just absolutely like the incompetence, the dating incompetence of all <laughs> these people is it's like forget the visa situation. Like that's just pecking on a whole another level of pressure and, you know, issues. But like, oh, it's just crazy how bad these people are at making decisions and how like blind. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And how, how how many red flags are you willing to ignore? Exactly, and also how um, how easy men are to scam in general. <laughs> it's like yeah. I've never really thought about that, but dudes it's, really want to get laid, and they'll do just about anything for it. It's crazy. It's just yeah. 
Yes. Um, well, Christabel, I always task our guests with choosing the word, phrase, or concept of the day, and you are no exception. So what is our word of the day? The word of the day yeah, you know is it. <laughs> quiff. Okay, I like it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> yes, well, I didn't know what it meant either. I actually, I'm reading this Zadie Smith novel. It's very British and very, um, her style, well, this is the only novel of hers I've read, but it's called White Teeth. But it's very, um, very visually dense. Okay. And so, you know, like very British and um, in descriptions of things, like very flowery and like so much so that, objects and places are almost like a character in themselves oh okay kind of like a rom-com yeah. where new york city is like a character yeah and there's just a lot of descriptions of of things yeah so um she spends a lot of time doing that so i'm, I'm not quite i'm not used to it yet but um i'm only like a few pages in so we'll see um a quiff is a british term that means a prominent piece of hair on a man that is brushed up and back from the forehead okay all right <laughs> i like it uh, a quiff. I googled it while you were talking because I needed to see it for myself. And yeah, it's like um, I kind of have a little quiff going on right now. A little uh, little poof up in the front. What? A, I, that's a fun word I, to say. And it is. Uh, I, I'm gonna slot it into my like mental dictionary for the next time I play Scrabble. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. A Q. Yeah, it's not many Q words. So. No, there's not Q's, X's, Z's. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a question. Yeah. Kind of unrelated to Quiff. So Q is worth 10 points. Z is worth 10 points. Why is X only worth eight points? I don't know much about games. Um, <laughs> so I've got nothing to add to this. Okay. But um, I, so I looked up Quiff um, just to get all the, all the definitions. And yeah. um, it's apparently also a slang for a sexually promiscuous woman. It's mildly vulgar. And so further down the page of yourdictionary.com slash quiff, uh, it says it's also a euphemism for the the P. I almost said the, the word, but um, <laughs> the V. So ah. um, there you go. Okay. So you can, what you're saying is that you can make a quiff queef. Oh... Nice. <laughs> that's <Yes>. not nice <laughs> that's not nice uh interesting it does seem like a uh i'm, I'm looking on urban dictionary and it is a, a slang term originating in the 1920s a quiff is a slut or cheap prostitute which is not nice um it's not but it also doesn't have the sting of like slut no or, right slut sounds know, worse quiff. and honestly prostitute i phased out at this point um uh, it's sex worker is the correct term. I'm pr- oh. pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, slut seems to like if you showed up at the high school party and you're like, you're a quiff. You cheated on me. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> you trying to make me laugh right now? Yeah, it's kind of cute. You know, it definitely reminds me of the hairstyle. So, um, yeah, I just but- think of dudes with like a pompadour. <laughs> but maybe if you were like a Donald Trump quiff, that would be a, the ultimate insult. Oh, you know? ooh, yeah. Cause or he's would got... it, you know, or would it be like, um, like not an insult because it's so airbrushed and, you know. That is something, I, I don't know, is that a controversial opinion to, to say that it is 
honestly a testament to somebody that the hair is even there in the first place, let alone all put together the way that it is. So I just Googled Donald Trump quiff. (laughs) (laughs) And like the first page is just like various pictures from Google images um, of his hair just blowing in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good collage of that. Yes. Oh, I'm loving this. Uh, If you are near a machine right now and you can Google Donald Trump quiff, there's um, some excellent windy photos. (laughs) Oh no. Oh my gosh. There's a, there's a hit called um, Biff the quiff, which I, which I quite like. Ooh. Okay. Biff the quiff. I don't think that's obvious enough. Like, that, that doesn't obviously mean let's get rid of Donald Trump, but I like Biff it. Biff the Quiff. Yeah, I think of uh, Biff from, uh, uh, not Urban Dictionary, uh, Biff from Back to the Future, Biff Tannen. Yeah, exactly. He's got, he's got, he's kind of got a Trump vibe a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like a bullish. Yeah. yeah. So I have a Brick. question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I kind of I do wish Alex was here too because he has been to New Zealand, and I, I have not. Uh, you guys would have been able to talk a little bit about that. But what are some of the primary differences that you see between New Zealand and America, including quiffs? <laughs> the primary differences. Oh, um, Does, is it true that the toilets flush the other way? I don't know. Okay. Well, I next mean, time you go back, can you check that for me? I can, but also, do you know what way it goes for you in in America right now? Well, I could go flush it right now. I think it's clockwise. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> okay. I always. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm derailing this. I always wondered if it was just a conspiracy between toilet makers and the the ones that were made to go to the Southern hemisphere. They just purposely made them flush the other way to just keep it going. (laughs) Like, um, like maybe it's part of the water lobby, you know, they just want to like destroy the planet and right for you to spend more money wasting water, (laughs) scientific quote unquote, scientific experiments. Exactly. So I just thought it was kind of a conspiracy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think you even said anything. I think I jumped in and asked about toilets before you got anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toilets was definitely number one on the bullet point list. So you got it. Are bidets common in New Zealand? Um, I, d- I don't know. <laughs> I, are bidets common in Austin? <laughs> no, no. Have you tried Nick and Jake's bidet? Um, they have a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually Jake's apartment. Uh, so Jake, uh, we'll give the, Jake is in our troop, big sub energy. If you've seen our video, milk sex, Jake is the bearded bottom and they have, Wait, a, I thought, I'm sorry. What? I thought we changed our, our troop name. What did milk we change out. it to? He, he, he also requested that we change our troop name cause he decided he didn't want to be a big sub, but did we come up with an actual name? I think Milktown was was the sketch name in okay so name. then there's like this lexicon right because we wrote a show called welcome to milk town and then are we the troop milk town or was this the town milk town and we wrote and we basically we were pretty close to being done like producing this entire sketch show and then COVID happened and we have not been able to perform it slash i don't know if i want to perform it <laughs> yeah it's a it's a little uh pre-covid 
It um, is. Yeah, I think everything now has to have like this certain, at least for a little while, has to have like this certain weight or gravitas that yeah. uh, that a show about a town um, ostensibly made of milk does not have. It's a little, yeah, it's a little frivolous and um, carefree, and that's that's really not the climate of. Of the post COVID <laughs> right. world anymore. So Jake has a bidet, but it's not calculated right or it's not calibrated right. So they were like, be careful and just turn the dial like the smallest amount you can. So I, <laughs> I still, I did. And I audibly laughed when the water like splashed my butthole because it was like a strong, str- like jet uh, on the oh, tiniest my. settings. It was just. Whoosh. Uh, and I, I, I laughed out loud and then turned it off and was like, mm, okay, <laughs> I've done this. I now I can say I have. I don't know if I feel comfortable trying a bidet and I'm not sure that I ever have. Well, it just you know where to try one when you're ready. <laughs> oh, well, I feel like a stranger's or even a friend's house is like the last place I would want to try a bidet for the first time. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> You know, like what if it goes wrong and then you have to like scramble to to pick up after yourself? I don't know. Maybe you just have your DNA splashed everywhere. It was, yeah, it was already a pretty open day for us because that was the day we filmed Milk Sex in his kitchen. So while we were like mopping up eight gallons of whole milk uh, off of the tile floor, I was getting my butthole squirted by water. (laughs) So you're saying ordinarily that would be... A strange invitation. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not even interested in it ordinarily. But then that day, you know, uh, we were already pretty vulnerable, and I was like, "Yeah, why not? I'll give it a shot." No, but I'm asking, like, on a regular day, would it be normal for someone to invite a guest to use their bidet to try it out? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know the uh, like the bidet rules, uh, and if you're I don't know. They, I think they had just gotten it installed recently and they were pretty excited about it and wanted people to try it out. Yeah, because see, I don't really know how, how a bidet functions. Like I get the, you know, the premise and <laughs> like how it works. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like, is it, does it get stuff everywhere? Does it, I don't know. Does it's it stay in to. the it, basin? It, it shoots like an arc. So it just, it eliminates things and, and, and. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not packing as much junk in your trunk as I am, um, but I create a pretty airtight seal on the seat. So even if it did try to shoot things everywhere, it wouldn't be able to escape from underneath me. Oh wow! Me. An airtight seal. <laughs> that is okay. I'm like a hundred pounds, so that's not really an option for me. But yeah. I'm. I. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that, double. <laughs> that. I don't know if you're double, but yeah. Um, that that's funny. I think. Like, yeah, no, I'm just thinking about it running down places, like oh. wetting your clothes. Oh. And oh, down the I back just, of your leg. I think if I, if I were to try a bidet, it would have to be like in a hotel by myself and I would already have to be naked and, <laughs> you know, have the shower nearby. Yeah, yeah. As a, <laughs> as a backup plan. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, okay. What are some of the primary differences <laughs> between <laughs> America and New Zealand that you've noticed? Or we also you don't have to answer this question. I didn't bring you on here to grill you about your heritage. Yeah, it's not really my heritage because I'm a because I'm an immigrant. But <laughs> yeah, that was the wrong word. Uh, your um, your your my prior background. residence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, people walk around barefoot a lot. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think 
I was surprised at how odd that is to people in a, in the states. Are the cities like, cleaner in New Zealand? Um, yeah. I mean, Austin's pretty clean, um, but people wash their feet, you know. And you know, you you like white people walk around with their shoes everywhere, and then they walk inside as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I take my shoes off pretty much anywhere I go inside, unless it's like a public business. Yeah, but generally, like white people like walk into their house with the shoes that they've walked yeah. in the world in. So I don't see why like walking in your bare feet outside and coming inside is that much of a stretch, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I can say growing up in Montana that we most of the year would not be able to walk in bare feet um, just because... Of it's the cold. weather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ice, snow. Oh, yeah. Why yeah, not? yeah. It's, it's mainly a summer activity. Like when I go to the airport in summer, which is around Christmas time, um, and my parents pick me up from the airport. No, there are I, people with bare feet walking around in an airport. There are. Yeah, Ew. there are. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the, exactly. That's the type of reaction I'm like surprised by because Americans, man, they're really weird about their feet. <laughs> they're super weird about their feet. It's like, hey, everyone's got feet. And um, I don't know. Like, I think men in particular are really, like, squeamish about having their feet showing. And I think there's a lot of, like, foot shaming going on. Like, a lot of women say, you know, they don't like a man in sandals or they don't want to see men's toes. I'm all about seeing men's toes, man. Like, it shows that they're, like, rugged and they, they don't have, like, they don't have like baby soft feet that are just in socks all the time, like wrapped <laughs> yeah. in a soft cushion, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, I love, I, I gotta say, I love a Tiva on a man, um, a Chaco yeah. Yeah. on okay. a man. Cause you know, they go outside and they're not, they're not shaming their own feet. Yeah. No, that's very fair. Pride. Um, my dad, like historically, we would like wrestle when I was a kid and I would, the thing that annoyed him the most was if I tried to pull his socks off because he didn't <laughs> oh, wow. want us to see his feet. He didn't want to see those because he's in like boots all the time for work. But um, yeah, there were really, those, uh, yeah, there's an interesting Americans are simultaneously shaming feet and fetishizing them. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, even his own children, he wasn't down with showing his feet. Yeah, I mean, he's lightened up over the years. But, um, yeah, I love my feet, honestly. Like, it's they're one of my favorite features. They've got, like, nicely formed arcs. Uh, my toes are nice. They're not, like, weirdly hairy. They have, like, a, a good amount of hair. <laughs> I like this, like this foot love. That's so funny. Because I couldn't even get my dad to, like, close the door when he was on the toilet. Interesting, okay. So so it's like, you know, yeah. I guess it's like a, a, a different sense of privacy as well. So I don't know. Going off that, when you're in a relationship, are you a closed door or open door uh, bathroom relationship? Ooh, um, I've definitely peed while someone was in the shower. Yeah. That's what I, I think. Pee, I'm cool. That's fine. I think poop. I'm like, no, nah, shut the door. I'm good. Y- yeah, never. Yeah, never. <laughs> I don't know on what planet that that's that's cool. Yeah, like, I'm not pretending. I'm not doing it, but I also right. don't need to be confronted or confront someone else with it. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I I'm I'm also don't yeah don't 
don't pretend. I, I feel like a lot of people do this when they're younger. Like, I got to pretend that I don't have normal bodily functions to impress them. And I'm like, don't, don't do that. Poop, fart, do whatever you need to do. Well, uh, let's talk about our comedy troupe, Milktown slash Big Sub Energy. Um, we kind of just formed, I feel like, organically from a class that uh, we all took. But are there any moments that have stood out to you um, doing improv, doing sketch uh, as as good moments? Maybe there are some bad moments where you're like, ah, wait, let's not do that again. Uh, I would love to uh, discuss that because I've had a lot of fun and... Um, Doing an improv class is something I recommend whenever someone moves to a new town or city and they ask me, how should I meet people? I say, take an improv class. It worked for me in college. It worked for me in Los Angeles and it worked for me in Austin and friends that I've met in all those classes, I'm still friends with today. Yeah, totally. Um, So unlike everyone else in the troupe, I don't identify as a comedian. And I think, and I say this with like zero self-deprecation. I'm like the least funny person in the group. That's a good thing to be. You don't want to be a comedian. I promise you. Well, I just fell into improv by accident because um, I was in a I was in a musical at the at the Zach Theater, which I also um, was cast in by accident. Failing um, upwards. That's good. <laughs> meaning, I just showed up to an audition. I was dating an actor at the time, um, and he was like they need a violinist um, or an actor that can play the violin. And, you know, uh, I was like, oh, okay. And I show, show up and they cast me. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit. So anyway, after the the run of the production, I was like, well, maybe I should take an acting class because <laughs> some people <laughs> some people think I'm good at this apparently. So, um, but then uh, I went to ACC, Austin Community College, and um, they didn't have any, uh, acting classes when I was available because I teach a lot at, I teach violin a lot at night um and so I took an improv class I was like oh what the hell you know um and I was fully prepared for it to be terrible like to be terrible at it but um you know had an open mind and I had a real good time so um so basically I think I went through it being like I'm probably not gonna be good at this and um and honestly I think that's why I have enjoyed it so much because you know it's like something i've put very little pressure on myself to do and i think if i had put any more pressure on it would have been it would have been bad you know? yeah no that's fair i have i can i have been there and i can say that uh, it is bad when you put too much pressure on yourself when i was trying to monetize comedy and improv more it just it did become less fun and and weird but i i think that we have a very supportive group of comedians so even when one of us is not feeling funny i think everybody else is very good at picking up the slack yeah totally yeah and um i had a thought <laughs> i'm very slow right now um yeah yeah and also i you know i like having you guys over and just just messing around um yeah we do a lot yeah. of that <laughs> there's been entire nights where we don't even do improv we just hang out and be friends again this was pre-covid um but yeah that's it's nice it's, it's a good feeling when um no one wants like no one steps in it's like all right guys let's rehearse because the conversation is just flowing so well we don't even need to i feel like we have a real motley crew of, of characters <laughs> 
in 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 Milktown. It's like it's so sweet, you know. Cause yeah. I feel like at this point in my life, I'm in like my mid thirties at this point. Um, you're not really meeting people outside your industry, or you know, you're not talking, stopping strangers in the street, or like really taking any other classes or anything like that. So yeah. it's kind of nice that there's almost no common thread except the desire to have fun. Yeah. And yeah, that's been really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And besides the like three bearded white dudes and two non-bearded white dudes, um, it's like a fun, it's a mix of, uh, it's a cool mix of like backgrounds and different diversity, which is someone who grew up in Montana. It's, it's like very important to me. Uh, and, and I'm very proud that without trying, it's, it's, I can have like a diverse group of friends. It means a lot for me to sort of, uh, buck some of the negative stereotypes and, uh, assumptions of, uh, people like the area that I'm from and, and people that I know who haven't grown past those things. Yeah. I mean, I'm from a small place too. So, you know, you can't sell yourself short because there's a lot to be said about being a big fish. You know, yes. I think you grow yeah. in ways that like you wouldn't otherwise because, you know, you're prepared basically from from childhood to maybe leave one day. And I think that's one thing that surprises me about Americans actually is that a lot of them haven't been anywhere. Um and don't have any interest going anywhere because it's already such a big country with so many opportunities. And so, you know, like I'm from New Zealand and um, people always say you're so brave to have moved to multiple continents by yourself multiple times. But honestly, like it's, it's just part of the culture to, it's not that shocking to yeah. just leave, to, you know, pack up and leave and move around a bit. So yeah. How big is Auckland? Auckland's pretty big. It's like almost 2 million at okay. this point. So it's basically Austin, the same as Austin. The whole island, islands of New Zealand is not large, yeah. correct? It's getting to like 5 mil. Uh, do you want to do some police blotter? Police Police blotter. A caller reported lost dogs. The dogs were later found under the bed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's. I mean, you really have to be sure that your dogs have run away to call nine one one for them. I feel like I've been in small towns in New Zealand where there've been similar headlines, like burnt toast triggers fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like front page news. <laughs> The cemetery manager reported a suspicious vehicle that was seen in the cemetery recently. Officers will provide extra patrol. I'm going to tell you exactly what that is, Christabel. Um, I don't know if you did this when you were younger, but uh, a lot of hormonal high schoolers like to drive around, go into the countryside, do things mm -hmm. in their cars. And mm -hmm. the cemetery is a great spot for it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think I would have been too scared. I mean, I definitely did that, <laughs> but um, not not anywhere near dead people. No, it's no, no, I didn't either. But I know people who who did, because <laughs> it's, it's dark. Pinky. You know, people aren't visiting their loved ones after dark usually. Not always. Um, so I think that suspicious vehicle, uh, probably a little rocking going on. So don't go a knocking. 
(laughs) (laughs) On that funny bone. (laughs) It's all dad jokes. Ever since I started working at preschool like six years ago, I I took a hard pivot to dad jokes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, humor is the only way to children. It really is. (laughs) They'll like, there's no point, you know, like pushing against them. It's like, if you're funny, they'll, they'll just do whatever for you because you're, you know, they want to impress you and be in with the, with the, with the funny person. One kid recently, uh, I was taking him to his mom after school and I was like, he's been using like blocks as like air guitars and he's been singing songs. And she was like, why don't you sing Mr. Jacob, your new song that you made up? And he looked at me and he was like, happy birthday to my penis. Oh no. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's a cool song you got there. Wait, this is preschool? Yeah, this kid's two. What? Yeah, and he wrote a song, happy birthday to my penis. How did, I didn't know that word when I was two. Did you teach them? I did not teach them that word, no. Uh, Some, you probably did know that word when you were two. I mean, Uh. I was going to have them do like a concert for the class. (laughs) (laughs) A caller spoke to a deputy about a black bear that was coming onto their property on Stillman Road. Ooh. Yeah. That's definitely newsworthy. I mean, to me it is because I don't have any bears where I'm from. Um, yeah, bear. So we have three different types types of bears in Montana. We've got black bears, brown bears, and grizzly bears. Two of them are scared of you, black bears and brown bears. And if you make a lot of noise while you're out hiking, they usually leave you alone unless their cubs are involved. Grizzly bears are aggressive. Those are the ones that will uh, just kill you without even blinking. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, for that to come onto your lawn, that's, yeah, that's kind of intense. Yeah, I have interacted with bears a couple times, not up close, but I've seen them. One time we went uh, out to a lake and we were camping and we filled up a trash bag of food and we didn't want to take it to the dumpster, but we wanted to go for a hike. So we threw it in the back of my dad's truck and then we went for a hike. And as we were walking back, some people ran over to us and they were like, is that your camp spot? And we were like, yeah. And they were like, check this out. And they got their digital camera out and they had like a hundred photos of a, uh, I think it was a brown bear. Maybe it was a black bear that crawled into the back of my dad's truck and ripped the bag open. and was like eating all of our garbage. Oh my God. That's kind of adorable. Claw marks on my dad's truck and stuff. Oh my God. It reminds me of my cats. There's just like claw marks and just evidence everywhere of, of mischief. Yeah. Yeah. Cats be that way. Oh my God. My yeah, my cat, my cat like knows how to, my, my trash can in my kitchen is like a drawer and he knows how to like inch it open with his hand <laughs> and just like get between the crack and then he'll just be in the trash. Like, and then I'll, I'll walk up to the trash cause it'll be open. So I know he's in there Yeah, and I'll look and he'll just like be looking out like <laughs> guiltily digging through trash, trash cat. So this publication is like. It's just a list of all the calls. It's just a tiny spot in the newspaper of my hometown, and the newspaper publishes twice a week. And so it's just publishing, like, just any calls or just the highlights? The highlights. The, the whoever, compi- there's one person who, like, compiles the highlights of the last week, or, or it's, it's, it's like a month behind, but... Um, yeah, they just they just pick out the funniest ones. The sheriff logs it all. Of course, they have to log all their calls. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the police blotter. <laughs> oh my god, that's fun. Yeah, and, and that's cute. 
pretty much the episode. I want you to plug things that you do. How can people connect with you, interact with you, watch you play violin? Well, um, I'm teaching a lot at home right now. Um, I usually play gigs, um, so there would be stuff to plug there. But um, these days, I'm just staying in my home studio, recording for various people, um, classical stuff and country music. Um, but I do have a Twitch stream um, with my roommate, Lee Wellenhaupt, um, who is also a violinist. And um, you make your musical requests and we just, uh, we just fuck around on our instruments and, ha and our animals are running around. Yes, and your so, Twitch stream is called? Violin Cat House, which okay. you can find at www.violin... Well, sorry, which you can find at www.twitch.tv. Twitch.tv slash... I actually don't um, go to my... www.twitch.tv slash Violin Cat House. And we stream on Tuesdays sometimes... So check in, check in to see if we're streaming. Yeah, you should. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's a fun watch. Uh, your living room is cool. It's set up cool. And the cats are fun to watch as well. Um, I want to end uh, just a personal question. And I, who's the better violinist, you or Lee? Oh, what? Oh. What? I mean, <laughs> You can Lee tell said me. <laughs> Lee sent me a video of her playing when she was like four years old recently and mm. it was super good it was like intense concentration um and like yeah just like extremely musical her eyes are just like trained on the violin it was adorable um I don't have a funny answer to that <laughs> okay that's all right uh chris Mill, thank you so much for stepping in as alex being uh, a replacement ginger even though you don't have red hair uh it's the it's the thought that counts <laughs> i do not have red hair and um i sure wish i had, had a quiff right now actually because now and then i quarantine fantasize about having like a um like a gender neutral androgynous short haircut you could pull and it think, off you totally could Maybe, maybe. I I don't know. I um I might save it for later in life. Yeah. Because I I feel like I'll run out of of you know big changes if I do that if I do it too soon. You know, like maybe uh, yeah. Hey, it's never too late for a face tattoo, right? Oh uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> never too early. Never too late. All right. Well, thank you so much again, and I will talk to you soon. Okie dokie. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Bye-bye. Bye. Crikey, mate. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Australia. It's New Zealand's lower testicles. <laughs> <laughs>